Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. It is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. Our economic indicators today brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Here's Vinny Del Judice at the First Word Desk. Michael, economic news jobless claims they are up by 6,000 to 278,000, topping forecast. Revised data on fourth quarter productivity, meantime, down 2.2%, less than forecast. Unit labor costs up 3.3%. Again, jobless claims rising last week up by 6,000 to 278,000. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Judice. Let's go back to New York. Vinny Del Judice, thank you very much. What do you think, Mike? Uh, well, I don't know whether you call a, a move from a negative 3%, a 3% contraction in productivity to a 2.2% contraction yeah. is good news or not, I suppose, on a relative yeah. basis. Uh, but the unit labor cost drop, 3.3%, is uh, right. will catch people's yeah. eye. Can you adjust the mic of our next esteemed guest? He is, um, he, he's guest. been, he's been searching <laughs> for something to do, moving into spring and summer and, on to Cleveland and Philadelphia. Maybe we could get him to be the GOP czar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I think there's a job opportunity. Well, they need there. somebody. To, well, I, well, well, I don't. I don't there. think I'm qualified, <laughs> but they definitely need somebody. Well, go ahead, Mike. Please. We're we're watching what's going on with fascination and wondering. Uh, we were talking uh, over the last two days while we were down in Washington about how Wall Street is seeing all this. I mean, leaving aside individual candidates, but the fracturing of one party, um, the the move to the left uh, in, in the other party, um, the people with the money and a lot at stake, how are they viewing all of this at this point? I think with fear and trepidation, I, I think people on Wall Street, uh, people on Wall Street are, are basically not that ideological in many ways. They have, you know, they have a point of view. They have, they may belong to a party, but they're not extremists. They're kind of pragmatists. They're kind of centrists, uh, a bit like the majority owner of, of Bloomberg LP. And there's our, there's our disclaimer. There's our disclaimer. Who owns this radio station? Uh, and, and so they view all this with alarm. They, they, you know, in an extreme case, they worry that we could go off the deep end into, into some unknown political area, the way countries in Europe have from time to time. And even, uh, short of that, they worry about, uh, about, you know, who's going to be in the White House. Uh, you know, Mr. Trump enjoys, as far as I can tell, zero support on Wall Street. Uh, I, I don't know anybody in the business community. Well, I shouldn't say anybody, but virtually nobody in the business community is supporting him for any number of reasons. I think on the Democratic side, things have gotten a bit uh, what I would call better in that I think Hillary Clinton's path to the nomination is now uh, quite clear. And so while she may have moved a bit to the left during this primary season, I think I, I don't think we're going to have a socialist as the Democratic nominee. But Steve, right now, that's the issue. You nail it. Uh, absolutely. People shift through an election year. Do you see any perception that any of the three Republican frontrunners right now can shift as Reagan did to the middle of this nation's psychology. I would say, I would say, uh, I think, I think it's possible that Rubio can, and and I don't know whether it, this is a backhanded compliment, but I think he's shown that he is, how shall I put it, flexible in pragmatic. his opinions, pragmatic. Uh, on immigration, as you know, he's had mm-hmm. a variety of opinions on choice. 
He's had a variety you know, pro-choice, uh, choice, choice versus life issues. He's had a variety of opinions. So I think he is mm. capable of, of moving. Ted Cruz is a complete extreme ideologue who in some ways would be worse for the Republican Party, I think, in a general election than Trump. Interesting. And Trump has right. Trump has deep psychological you, problems that make him uh, really unfit to you run. You were a student of our history on this. I think of William Jennings Bryan or any of the other uh, movements Tom coalescing. Tom voted in that election. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, coalescing, you know, 1880 forward, coming out of the Civil War. The word the last few days has been movement. If it is a movement that Mr. Trump is affecting, how do institutions staunch that movement so it doesn't get over 30x percent of the electorate? In the long run, this, what I'm about to say has been discussed many times, but, but it, what seems very clear to all of us is that Trump represents a group of Americans who have not done well economically over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, who feel marginalized, who therefore uh, feel threatened by immigrants and things like that and makes them more nativist. And the way to deal with this is not – there's no short-term fix. The way to deal with this in the long term is to take care of these people and find them jobs, help them with – increase their incomes – and give them a better life. That's really what. That's really what's bothering them. I Why think, are we doing it? Right. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Please, I don't mean. Well, that. When you look at the markets, uh, there doesn't seem to be any reflection of horror uh, in what's been going on at uh, in, in the stock market versus uh, what's going on on the campaign trail. Uh, investors have to discount the future, even as they look at this and the negatives that you're citing with these candidates. Is is there a view as they game things out that? Yes, these people may get elected, but the way the American system works, not much terrible is going to happen? I think there's a few things going on. First of all, I think that uh, the, the probability of any one candidate getting elected is obviously not even 50 percent because you still have primaries going on, then you have a general election. And so if you started doing probability math, I think you'd calculate that the chances of Trump being elected are maybe 20 or 25 percent between having to get nominated and then having to get past Hillary Clinton. I think the market probably today would guess that Hillary Clinton is going to be the next president. And I don't know that that's that threatening. Yes, she has some different ideas, but she's a sensible, rational person. But I think the other thing you alluded to that the market is relying on is the gridlock in Washington and the fact that it's unlikely that no matter who gets elected, there's going to be some massive policy shift uh, uh, getting mm. through Congress. Steve Ratner, thank you so much. On hey, short notice with Willard Advisors. Great, great analysis. And then Governor Romney again speaking. This will be covered. Michael Barr will have full coverage of this uh, uh, through the morning and, and into the afternoon as well. On to Michigan and then on to uh, Florida. Look for the announcement of Steve Ratner as GOPs are coming from the White House sometime <laughs> <laughs> in the near in the near future. Futures negative two, Dow futures negative ten. Uh, a West Texas thirty four forty five a barrel. Let's bring in Michael Barr and get the latest news, Michael. Mike Tom, thank you very much. Former Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney plans to deliver some strong words against Donald Trump. Romney plans to call Trump in a speech later today a phony and a fraud. The former Massachusetts governor says Trump is playing the American public for suckers. The excerpts are from the speech Romney plans to give later today at the University of Utah in a bid to dislodge Trump from the top of the Republican Party's presidential race. Meanwhile, Trump fired back. On ABC, Trump called Romney a failed candidate and should have beaten Barack Obama. 
Millions of people are joining the Republican Party because of me. And you know what? The Republic establishment, Republican establishment's probably going to give it right back and go back to the old days of Mitt Romney, who couldn't win. Trump will take part in tonight's Republican presidential debate on Fox News. Only four podiums will be on the stage tonight for the debate in Detroit. Ben Carson issued a statement yesterday saying he does not see a political path forward and will be a no-show. South Korean officials say North Korea fired six short-range projectiles into the sea off its east coast today. The launches came hours after the U.N. Security Council approved tough sanctions on Pyongyang for its recent nuclear tests. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Labar. Mike, Tom? All right, thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stash. Mike, ready or not, the Flategate is back. Oral arguments today in New York as the NFL appeals to a three-judge panel that's lost last year in district court. If balls were deflated, and if so, how? Not really the issue here. The NFL will argue Commissioner Roger Goodell had the collectively bargained right to suspend Tom Brady for four games. The union will contend the NFL made mistakes in its application. Neither Goodell or Brady will be in court. The decision could be many months away. The Yankees' exhibition opener in Tampa was a wild one. Yanks were down 7 nothing, ended up winning 10 10 to 9 on a drop fly ball in the ninth inning. Manager Joe Girardi was asked about the month-long suspension just given to his new closer, Araldus Chapman, for domestic violence and use of a firearm. The thing to do when you have issues like this is to learn from them and try to be there for people. And I think he's ready to move on, and, and, and he took responsibility for what happened, and he wants to be better as a, as a player and a person. Chapman can pitch in spring training, but not in the regular season until May 9th. Yankees and Phillies today, and the Mets open up with the Nationals. March Madness, conference tournaments underway in the Northeast, wins for LIU, Fairley Dickinson, and the top seed, Wagner. St. Francis was ousted. America East, top seed, Stony Brook moves on and gets help when second seed and three-time defending league champ Albany got upset. Seton Hall's four-game win streak came to an end at Butler. Fordham beat Duquesne. Rutgers still winless in the Big Ten. Had to play second-ranked Michigan State and lost by 31. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. John, uh, thanks so much. Uh, Futures negative two, down futures negative 13. Again, a churn all in all to the market. You really got to believe we're slotted into a jobs day uh, move uh, as we move to 830 tomorrow morning. Alan Kruger and Bill Gross will join us uh, to review that data. I've got to scroll down here to get to it. 195,000 is the final sample. We make it a tick on that here as we get to tomorrow uh, with the unemployment rate similar, 4.9%. Michael McKee and Tom Keen, coast to coast. Worldwide Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by NYCB. Ask about their My Community Interest Checking with free NYCB online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit nycbfamily.com for details.